go. Streets and Scholars, FG, Alex Alonso, bringing you another banger. So uh, what's going on with the general, man? Oh, man, you know, just taking it easy, man. A lot of shit in the news, man. A lot of shit going on in L.A. You know how this shit go. Yeah, man, uh, we're going to get to the uh, PNB, PNB rock situation in a minute, man, because L.A. is seeming, seeming like it's turned up, man. Um, but, you know, the whole country's turned up, but since we live here, it kind of hit hard. Hit, it's close to home, right? No, no doubt, you know what I mean? But it hit, it hit other states, too, because a lot of these, some of these dudes are from other places, you know what I mean? So... Definitely. And um, last week, we kind of talked about the Snoopy badass situation where he was trying to prove he didn't snitch. And uh, I felt like you was on a roll, but, you know, we had we were limited by time. And um, I felt like I kind of rushed you a little bit, cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if there was um, more you had to say about that situation, man. Well, you know, the thing about it is, y'all, y'all know I hate, I hate rats, homie. You know what I mean? They, they not they not a favorite of mine at all. So um, basically, you know, it been a, it, it, it been a week since that situation has occurred. You know, all the information pretty much came out. Haven't heard nothing lately. You know what I mean? No rebuttals. No, nobody. Nothing like that. But at the same time, man, you know, I believe he was convicted. You know what I mean? And 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 in in the streets. You know, with the paperwork. You know, and it ain't really much to be said. But hey, you know, the boy was fouled on that situation. Yeah, man. Um... I can understand your passion when it comes to rats, informants, and snitches. Um, you know, I grew up the same way. I might not have that level of, I don't know what the right word is, hatred maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you have because you actually went through it, you know. Well, the thing about it was getting sadder and sadder to me is, is, is it seemed like people are, are um, what's the word I'm looking for, are taking, taking snitching lightly nowadays. You know what I mean? Oh, he didn't do nothing. He just told on a couple people. You know what I mean? Or he didn't tell on me. Man, fuck all that. You know what I mean? Because when this shit was, uh, was, was, was started back in the day, one of the golden rules was, homie, thou shalt not snitch, homie. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, man, it's like nobody cares no more. If he didn't snitch on me, you know what I mean? Nah, man, a rat is a rat. You know what I mean? And that need to be stood on. I ain't saying you got to go out there and do nothing. But at the end of the day, don't defend it, you know what I mean? Recognize what it is and call a spade a spade, you know what I mean? Well, you know, there's probably a lot of people defending it because they just weren't raised with those types of principles and morals. So I really can't um, hate on those people that don't understand that there's a segment of society that completely stands against that because not everyone is going to believe that not helping law enforcement is the right thing, especially let's say you got a killer running through the neighborhood. Of course, everybody's going to be like, hey, as soon as we find out who that is, let's call it in, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> no doubt, you got that point. But then at the end, you know, your mother grew up telling you, stop being a tattertale. You know what I mean? Stop coming here telling on your brothers and sisters. These are the same people that turn into whistleblowers at the job. You know what I mean? When somebody telling you at the job for something you did or didn't do, you don't like that shit. You know what I mean? So they want to pick and choose, which everybody do. You want to pick and choose which te- uh, situation is, is tell-onable or not. But I'm talking about this street shit. You know what I mean? I understand that society is bred to, you know, protect the community. And if a killer is out there, hey, let's call the law enforcement. I'm talking about these gangsters, man. You know what I mean? These dudes out here talking about their gangsters, talking about their riders. You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, they got paperwork behind their name. You know what I mean? I'm going to call that shit out every time. I'll be trying to go light, you know, trying to be humble, you know, try to bring a sense of awareness to to the situation without, you know, going in on motherfuckers. But at the end of the day, Alex, you know what I mean? I'm finna start going in on a lot of these hot <laughs> niggas, man, because, you know what I mean? These gangsters, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know, this shit ain't cool out here. They making it seem like it's just okay to do that. Hey, when you said whistleblower, it made me think about a story that my wife just told me like yesterday at her job. Mm-hmm. She said that uh, a, a, one of her coworkers got promoted and now that person is acting like they're in more control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And someone someone was taking longer lunches than usual, mm-hmm. which was something they always done. <laughs> right, right, right. But now someone is telling this new supervisor that such and such is taking longer lunches. And guess what? A whole bunch of women are pissed. Right, right, right. Because uh, someone told my wife said, said that we have a mole. There's a mole among us that's ratting, at, ratting us out on i guess taking a little bit longer lunches and even though this is a trivial thing right lunches and a whole bunch of women in the workplace 
hey, there's a whole bunch of women that, that my wife work with that are pissed right now. No doubt. Isn't that crazy? No, no doubt. It's the same shit, right? It's the same <laughs> shit, man. You know what I mean? But out here in these streets, out here with this gangster shit. Now, on the flip side, with Snoopy Badass, if he was an R&B singer and he was singing about making love records and shit like that, then I, I would get why certain people might not care. You know what I mean? But you can't come out here and represent this gangster shit with paperwork behind your name. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? I, you know, and I'm getting to the point to where, you know, ain't no protecting him. You know what I mean? And um and um and um so like I say, I I, I that's just what it is, homie. You know what I mean? So Yeah, well, you know, I think he's um taking a step away from his position as a gang member within the Hollywood Pyrus. In fact, I think he even said he don't mess with the Pyrus anymore, or did he even denounce the P? Back in, 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 in a time back, he denounced the P. You know what I mean? That's where the only issue I ever had was Snoopy Badass. Never had a problem with him. You know, listen to a few of his songs. Never. He had a problem with him. You know, but you denounced the P. That's your prerogative. I still wasn't mad at you because of that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you tried to backslide and come back to the P. You know what I mean? And when you did that, homie, like, hold on, ain't no flip-flopping in this game. You know, so even though that was something that was internal with the rules, you know, it wasn't nothing detrimental that, you know, oh, I'm going to be on his helmet because he, he denounced the P. You know what I mean? But, homie, when that word came out, mm -hmm. dude, it's, 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 it's a rap, homie. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's what it is on mine. Yeah, you know, I, I like Snoopy Badass, too, for the simple fact that he didn't run from any of his fades. Um, he took it like a man. He showed up when a whole lot of people wouldn't have showed up. So he kind of scored a lot of points with me on that. But all of that goes away when you actually are in this street life, you in this gangster life, and you're providing information to law enforcement. No, no doubt. You know what I mean? So um, where's your credibility in your songs that you rap? And even though we know everybody don't do everything that they do in their rap songs, you know what I mean? But at the same time, homie, it's like you get zero listens, you know what I mean, coming from a dude like you. You know, zero listens, you know. So now I'm wondering if the dude even is 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 worth putting the money behind, you know what I mean, to produce his record, to produce his albums, you know what I mean? I still believe there's some people out there that won't care, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, you know, it's a whole lot of them that will. I think it's going to hinder his program. Now, do you remember when the rapper Rick Ross, it was revealed that he was actually a CO, corrections officer, for some of us, that's the police. Right. And at the time, he was doing these smash hits about drug dealing and pushing weight and all this stuff. And for a moment, I thought that, oh, it's, his career is over. It's a wrap. You know, all these street cats that, that made him a star, um, they're not going to rock with him. But what I didn't realize is that there's a whole lot of white suburban, uh, there's a whole lot of women who don't care about that stuff that will still rock with Rick Ross. But what were your thoughts when you first heard that the rapper Rick Ross, we're not talking about the real drug dealer, right. but the rapper from Florida, it turned out this dude was the CEO working in a, on a prison system. Well, you know, sometimes I look at things two ways, Alex. Sometimes I look at things, um, a correctional offer, sometimes that's just a job. You're not really doing a lot of investigations. You're not putting people behind bars. You're not, certain things you're not doing that regular officers do. And don't get me wrong, if you are a police and you're doing your job, that's that's your job as well. So so I kind of look at things different as far as that's concerned. Not to mention when Rick Rock Rick Ross started rapping, he was rapping about selling drugs and you know and stuff like that. But he wasn't rapping about shooting dudes in the street, you know, I'm from such and such crib or such and such pyro. This my hood, I, I I I'm such and such in my hood. He didn't come like that. He just made good music and people felt it. And he could rap over over some nice beats that he had. So I kind of looked at him different. I mean, don't get me wrong. He never had street cred with me. He was a rapper. He was always a rapper. And there's some rappers out there that, that I don't look at as street dudes, but I like their music. You know what I mean? And uh, so I, he, didn't, he, he came with the drug stuff, but, you know, he didn't come with the street shit, the hood shit. You know, I'm going to gun you down. So I think that's how Rick Ross slid through. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I guess you got a point there. Uh, I just always, now, yeah, you're right about the CO thing is just a job, but most COs aren't going to be doing gangster rap. I, I kind of consider what he did gangster rap. Maybe he No, ain't. no, I, and it was gangster rap, but he wasn't talking about, I, I ain't never heard him say he shot, you know, I was, I was out there shooting, you know, selling the drug part. Okay, yeah, he might have fabricated, you know, some of that, but 
I never heard him say, you know, I was gunning niggas down and you know what I mean? I jumped out the thing with the with the tech nine. I don't ever hear none of that from him, you know. But I also don't didn't listen to his music at first because he was, you know, like you say, he had the CO ties. But when I did hear some of his music, he had some he had some some hits. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was um he was putting out bangers since the the year he debuted, I think oh six. But what was really interesting about that that situation was that when the CO photo came out and he was asked about it. He denied that it was him in the photo in the beginning. That was the part where he messed up at. You know what I mean? And then he tried to double back. He came, end up coming with the, could have been a lie too. But if he would have just said, listen, man, I, I took a job. I had a clean record. I took a job. You know what I mean? Because it really is people out there that, that just take jobs, you know, especially in that CO field. You know what I mean? They, 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 they come out the military. They can't, or come out of certain places, don't have a record, looking for somewhere to do. They like, we'll hire you. And they go do the shit at the prison system. You know what I mean? And they really go do their job. Because I done seen plenty of COs come put their eight hours in. Don't give a damn about what you're doing in here. long as ain't nobody dead on my watch, I'm out of here. Y'all could tattoo, drink, do whatever you're going to do. You know what I mean? So I have seen plenty of COs that just come do their job and go home. Not trying to write you up. Not trying to search your cell. Not trying to do a whole bunch of stuff. They just coming to get their check, man, and go home. long as ain't nobody getting hurt. You know where they got to write reports and shit, man, they going to let you do what you want to do, man. So it's, it's like I said, that's why I said I don't take that CO thing, you know, like, um, you know, if he was a cop or something. You know what I mean? That's why I say that. Okay. Well, um, definitely uh, some CEOs do be investigating. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know, and the CDC, they got a whole, uh, the IGI, I think, the gang, they got a whole gang task force within the CDC just for that gang shit, but um, yeah, man, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rick Ross, the rapper Rick Ross, he made a hell of a comeback, and I don't think anyone even talks about it today. And then he he beat up, or had beat up um, Vlad from Vlad TV, because apparently Vlad was the one who broke that story, mm. and when he saw him, um, he beat him up, and then Vlad sued him and got got a little bit of, a couple hundred thousand yeah, dollars yeah. from him. But um, yeah, his, his response to it, in terms of denying it, let you know that he he didn't want to admit to it because of the street representation in his music. This didn't vibe with, oh, I'm a CEO also. No, I agree with you 100%. But like I say, I wasn't a Rick Ross fan, um, didn't buy his music, but eventually I did go on and hear some music about him that was tight. And to be honest with you, it could go for the same with, with this dude Snoopy Badass. He can go on to make some hits, Alex, you know what I mean? That you may just be like, damn, that's, 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 that, that rap motherfucker can rap. You know what I mean? But that's what it's gonna always be. You know what I mean? You know, Rick Ross ain't gonna never stop being in my mind. Oh, he was a CEO, man, that dude ain't no street motherfucker. You know what I mean? You know, but that song is bumping, you know? So um, that's just how I'm gonna label him though. I, I sure, I'm certainly interested in what Damian Doster, the guy that, Snoopy Badass testified against where he claims he was testifying for him right. as a favor. Uh, I would be curious to know what Damien Doster yeah, has to say. Huh? Yeah, he's sitting in the penitentiary and nobody's heard his story or his perspective. But according to Snoopy Badass, he was just doing him a favor after he bumped into him, you know, going to court in jail at some point, which I think is bizarre that you would do a favor for the op, for the op or the, for the rival. But Orlando Anderson did a favor for Suge Knight. Mm -hmm. I guess they paid him. Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. came to court, testified when um, Suge Knight got violated for them, for kicking him in the hotel casino in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Orlando Anderson came to court and said, oh, no, 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 Suge didn't, didn't kick me. He was trying to help me. Right. Because Suge knew he was about to get a violation. And um, so what's his name? Um, Baby Lane, Orlando Anderson, yeah. actually came to court who's a crip from from um from south um south side right right and testified on behalf of Ahmad Piru right but that was some gangster shit just based on because he was the victim yeah you know what i mean so he came to court and and, and said no nah, they didn't do that to me exactly that was some gangster shit yeah. you know what i mean so but if he would have came to court and talked about somebody else or testified for somebody else that you know it could have been looked at a little different, you know what I mean? But I do remember that situation. Well, won't Snoopy Badass say the same thing? That he went to, he testified and said, nah, he didn't point the gun at me. Nah, he didn't try to kill me. 
he killed the other dude, but he he didn't do nothing to me. That's what Snoopy Badass's defense is. Yeah, but you also said he did something to somebody else too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not to mention, you know, you made statements before it even got to trial. You know what I mean. You admitted that the people family said to go back down. You got to go say something, and you went back there and said something. And then people didn't just let you say something. They interrogated you. You know what I mean. And oh. when you said that, you know, you ran, you was running from him. You know, because that's what he said. I was even running from him. Why was you running from him if you ain't said nothing? You know what I mean? You was running from him because you didn't want to remake them statements. You know what I mean? You thought about what you said mm-hmm. and said, I thought I shouldn't have said shit. Now you're running because you don't want to have to go back and say these statements again. You know what I mean? So, different situation. Now, I wonder if Snoopy Badass was given any incentive from the from Damian Doster to testify like the way Orlando. I think they paid Orlando fifty thousand dollars to yeah. say that Suge didn't do anything or did Snoopy Badass just do this at the out of the kindness of his heart to go testify on behalf of a dude that killed his homeboy hey man it sounded like he just did that <laughs> shit like oh it was an accident oh shit I'll help you yeah. you know what I mean but you know like I said I wasn't there I don't know but I do know that he did go get up on that stand you know and he did um you know repeat some things that happened in those events so you know well, on the topic of ratting, informing, and testifying, um, Reggie Wright, he was on Bomb First. Yeah, no doubt, man. And it was, uh, it was, it was funny how I just happened to tap in with him because I follow all the, you know, the local YouTubers, you know what I mean? All the black dudes are trying to, you know, and others, you know what I mean? But all the gangsters and, you know, and homies and stuff like that, they got a YouTube page. I'm going to go in there and listen, you know what I mean? So I know Reggie Wright sometimes be having some interesting conversations, so I tapped in, you know, for a second and that 20 seconds that i tapped in man it was interesting that's crazy because um right when you tapped in i guess someone in the comments while reggie wright jr was doing a live on bomb first asked a question regarding the fg and mob james situation right right no doubt asked him something to the fact that was mob james a rat or how did he feel about mob james being a rat or something like that you know and um he 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 you know, I could tell he was uncomfortable answering the question, but he went on and answered it. Okay, let me, let me see if we can play a clip from that because um, let's. Uh, now, what go. you want me to ask? Y- y'all know my opinion on that. Who gives a fuck? I don't know. He never says nothing to me. But if that happened, that's him and FG beef. Let FG take it on. FG ain't never said nothing to did nothing to that man. So. That's who sounds like the bitch to me. Whoa, go tell him that. Go tell FG that. No, FG a cool dude. So I don't mean to disrespect him like that. Because FG is solid. But that's their beef. Is, is that it? Yeah. Okay. So, man. Uh... Reggie went in, but then he immediately backpedaled, didn't he? No doubt, you know what I mean? But he said that shit, you know what I mean? You know, and I was right there. I could have just easily typed some shit. You know, actually, I was driving, you know what I mean? Uh, 9,000 gallons of gas, so it wouldn't have been, you know, cool to just start typing in. But at the same time, man, I was kind of disappointed in Reggie. I was disappointed in Reggie for a couple things, you know what I mean? For one, well, first off, me and Reggie are not friends. You know, we're not enemies, but we're not friends. We don't have no history together. We don't have no, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, homie, you know what I mean? Don't ever disrespect me out my name because your homeboy's a rat. And then, like, you sit there and say, you know, uh, Mob James ain't never snitched nothing to me. Nigga, you've been knowing Mob James been a rat for years. <laughs> Just like Reggie, you know a whole lot of niggas is a rat. You know what I mean? Come on, homie. Let's keep it 100. And the, and the reason you do vouch for me and shit, because the rats told you I was solid. You know what I mean? You know, you got dudes under your belt, homie, that let you get out there, you know, call them out their name, and they scared to say something because you got shit on them. You ain't got nothing on me, homie. You know what I mean? I've been 100. I've been authentic. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong, homie. I understand what you're saying about doing something to a person, but I don't get out here on these YouTube streets and even discuss that topic, you know, because that's a delicate situation when you get to talking about doing shit to people. You know what I mean? But on the flip side, just say if something was to happen to this dude today, he got bust upside his head today. You know what I mean? Reggie, off, off some energy that Reggie said, it's that easy for shit to happen in the streets when you open in your mouth. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I know Reggie, you know, he, he, 
he uh do a lot of interviews he say a lot of things he got a lot of information and shit just comes out but at the same time homie you still got to be mindful of the shit we say because shit still could be sparked up based on what the fuck you saying you know what i mean you know so but like i said at the end of the motherfucking day homie i've been solid i've been 100 you know and you came back and said you know you know what you said you know fg solid you know but at the same time homie you already know homie ain't no bitches over here yeah, I'm calling another man a bitch is uh, especially if you do it in their face is a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother offense. Well, no, let's be clear. Let's be clear. You know what I mean? It ain't no it ain't no no doubt about it. You know what I mean? I know Reggie not in the best of health right now. You know what I mean? You know, I know he he got he trying to work his way back to full strength. You know what I mean? I know his situation, you know, um, if it wasn't for that situation, you know what I mean? Because I've never been called that before. You know what I mean? Without running no, oh, I ain't never been called it before, but that's definitely run a fade material. You know what I mean? But like I said, I know Reggie, the situation is in. He trying to get better. You know what I mean? I wish him the best on getting back his health because I don't want to see no man down and out. You know what I mean? And and, and uh, but at the same time, if he was at full health and, and, and shit like that, I would be saying, hey Reggie, let hey pull up. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's 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 get this out the way, homie. Out of respect, you know. Let's let's just run this and get this out the way. But at the same time, like I say, I'm going to let it, you know. But I'm acknowledge what you said, nigga. You know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. you know, it's a whole lot of niggas can't say, you know, they 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 solid like me over there on that east side. Reggie know who the, who the rats is over there. He know I'm motherfucking well. I'm good, you know. Now, I'm a little surprised that Reggie actually, you know, used that type of language with you uh, when talking about you saying, I don't, did he say you was, you, you was a bitch or it was a bitch move? It, the word bitch was you. Yeah. That was enough for me. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and this comes from a guy that we had him on the Streets and Scholars, one of our early episodes. And we were talking about the 2000 Death Row album compilation. At the end of that interview, he was just like, hey, hold up, Alex. You, you, you've been going in on Mob James a little too hard. Can we agree uh, to stop talking about it. Actually, we actually had a private conversation where he said, hey, can we can we stop talking about it? I was like, sure, you know, we can stop talking about it. I got no problem with that. So it's surprising that not only is he talking about it, but he's using that type of language. He, he, he knows what the truth is. No doubt. So he knew what the truth is. So it's very misleading what Reggie is, is doing, this position that he's taking. First, you, you said you didn't want to talk about it anymore. You talking about it, Reggie Ray Jr. And then you calling my man FG a bitch? Oh man, that's just that that you crossed the line, Reggie. You really did. No motherfucking doubt. You know what I mean? And like I say, man, you know, um A man that had to walk off hundred and twenty months, you calling a bitch? Yeah, for your homeboy. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, for your partner, your friend. But at the same time, like I say, man, Reggie at times get to talking reckless, you know what I mean? And like I say, you know, I wish him all the best to, to get 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 back healthy, man. You know what I mean? You know, and uh but but Reggie know what it is. Reggie know what it is. Hey look, we when we were doing the Gangster Chronicles, I would say somewhere around episode eleven, twelve, thirteen. Reggie decides to bring in some paperwork because he wants to expose some snitches. Mm -hmm. And he, he brings his paperwork on the episode and he exposes Snoop Dogg and Daz Dillinger as being snitches, I guess, um, after a shooting happened at, at a studio, Can-Am mm -hmm. Studios. Mm -hmm. And then they ran to the police, but they ended up getting arrested because they had like weed. Mm, they I had remember ounces of weed yeah. on them. But the whole his energy was like Snoop and Daz are snitches, and here is the police report. He had it, 1997, LAPD. I believe it was LAPD, um, or it might have been Glendale, but it was a police report that said that Snoop and Daz ran to the police. Well, you know, this is what I'm gonna state. I'm gonna state that I believe Reggie Wright Jr has police reports and information on a whole lot of dudes, Alex. You know what I mean? That's how he get away with talking the shit he talk, you know, walking, you know, doing the shit he say. I believe, homie, he got a lot of inside information on a lot of dudes. You know what I mean? And he um, basically saying, if y'all shut the fuck up or I'm going to pull this paperwork out. And I think that's why a lot of dudes ain't saying shit to him. You know what I mean? Me, I'm not in that situation with him. He can go to every motherfucking police department in America and he ain't gonna find nothing on me. You know what I mean? But I think he's kind of punking these dudes out here because a lot of these dudes might be faulty. You know, but 
Ridge, if you gonna pull that paperwork out, homie, you show them pull the, the paperwork out on you on, on, on your, your 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 partner Mob Jane. You show them pull the paperwork out on a few other dudes over there in your hood. You know what I mean? That you got paperwork on. Pull all that shit out then. You know what I mean? It ain't hard to find. You know what I mean? I know you know who who good and who not. You know. Well, he, he certainly had a different level of energy when he wanted to talk about Snoop Dogg and Daz being snitches, but. I don't think he's ever going to have that type of energy when it comes to Mob James. Man, he need to just come out and just say what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, the dude told straight up, that's my partner. You know what I mean? I respect that. That's my partner. He told, that's my partner. Just say what it is, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what's even crazy? I went back and listened to some of the episodes of the Gangster Chronicles when it was myself, Reggie Wright Jr., and Mob James. We had like two or three episodes where we talked about Takashi 69 being a snitch. And Mob James was weighing in on it. And see, at this time, of course, let me let the people know I had no idea right, right. of the role that Mob James was had played in the early 2000s as an FBI informant. So to go back and listen to these episodes, it's quite comical. No, got to be. <laughs> I know you got to sit back one day and like, damn, ain't this about something? You know what I mean? And uh, and I'm sure even 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 on the inside, Reggie was laughing. You know, the Reggie was like, this rap motherfucker sitting up here, you know. But he was playing the song, doing the song and dance that Reggie wanted him to do. You know, want him to bring the, the information to the to the because he did have these stories. He did have real life situations, but at the same time, your credibility is everything. And I don't know why these dudes keep thinking that they're not gonna get exposed and shit. And I've been letting up off motherfuckers. I've been trying to go on about my little humble business and do my shit, but see, they gonna make me start pulling out motherfucking, you know, going back and doing my homework and doing, you know what I mean, and setting motherfuckers out. You know what I mean? And 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 that's how it is. You know, because like I say, if if if, if since Reggie, you know, feel like, you know, his homeboy ain't did nothing and he didn't know. I mean, like I say, Mob James is a little too old right now, but I definitely tell Reggie, go tell your homeboy to come run this fade for you because, I, like I said, I know you're trying to get better, you know, but I was, I was kind of heated that it, I was disrespected like that, homie, by Reggie Wright Jr. And he know I'm one of the few solid motherfuckers around. They never said shit about him personally, you know what I mean, uh, behind his back or in his face, you know what I mean, and um, you know. Like I say, though, he did come back and say, I ain't going to disrespect the dude like that. But you already disrespected <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know. So come on, man. So it was it was kind of like a, a quick apology after the disrespect. Right. Yeah. But, you know, the disrespect was said. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing about it. You know, and like I say, I, I believe he just realized what he said. Like, you know, hold on, man. I ain't got to go go there with him. Maybe he was in his feelings because people keep getting on him about his friend. You know what I mean? If I had a rat friend that I was hanging out with and people, I would feel some kind of way too because I, I would be, you know, ashamed of myself to even be hanging with this dude. But, you know, at the same time, Reggie going to ride with him. That's his buddy. You know what I mean? But uh, that's what it is over there. But I think Reggie Wright Jr. being a former police officer and a father, um, a high-ranking uh, retired member of the Compton PD slash Sheriff Department, should have no problem socializing with rats and informants because that's what police do, right? Right. So that's why it seemed like you wouldn't have no problem just saying, yeah, yeah, he he told, but but you know, hey, that's my that's my that's my guy, that's my that's my home. And you know what? Here's the reality when it comes to informants and rats that provide police information to the police. When those police officers are in their lockers, in their private spaces, they're clowning those rats, um, informants and snitches too, as like the lowest scum of the earth as well as police officers well no doubt but you know you got to understand that reggie reggie was involved enthralled in the my pyro game because he grew up there you know what i mean so i'm sure it was dudes that was talking to him like like he wasn't a cop because they knew him long before he was a cop so probably when reggie needed information from not just over there from anywhere on the east side he probably had dudes that he could just pull up on and they'd give him some information you know what I mean? Not thinking that they telling, just thinking they, you know, talking to Reggie and giving, they know they giving up, you know, saying something. You know what I mean? So Reggie probably was privy to a whole lot of inside information about the hoods over there, whether it was, you know, over there in Southside or whether it was over there in the mob, because I know he patrolled Southside a lot. You know, he probably had informants everywhere that was slipping him information, you know. So um, he's definitely not um, a stranger to, to, to informants. But like you say, he probably get to the station and be like, oh, I got that rat motherfucker to tell, you know what I mean, you know. Also, um, his father, who had a longer career in law enforcement, probably has way more information on the people who've been telling 
um, those joint task force that they do with the FBI, yeah. you know, because the FBI just don't come in there by themselves. No, nah, no, nah, they go with get the local info, uh, law enforcement and they aid them and come in, and, and all that shit. So they privy to a lot of information, you know. So, uh, but I never hear Reggie Rice Senior. You know, I hear him get up there and he talked about the G homies doing certain things and when he had to arrest certain G homies and or Crips or something like that. But I never hear him say such OG such and such or this person like that or this person like that. Um, was giving me inside information. I think he might keep it to himself, but I'm almost a hundred that he knows a lot, a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I think there's also practical reasons why we need to be careful about snitches and informants because, um, okay, I understand that the general society wants crime solved. Great. But if you have a kid or you have a family member who's young and they witness a crime you might not necessarily want them to tell because you don't know the dangers and the risk that you exposing your your loved one to a son or a daughter or a niece or nephew because you don't know how many people are watching and are figuring out wow this person is the one that's going to tell because now you just expose that person to a whole lot of dangers and the police are not going to be there to protect that person no doubt but for me sometimes i, I flip it around and say when you see a crime like that, or you, you, you see somebody hurt somebody else, you don't know why this person is getting hurt. You don't know what this other person did that you definitely wouldn't approve of if you knew, you know what I mean, why he's getting his ass with, why he got shot seven times. You don't know what that person done. You know what I mean? So some people be so quick to tell, but you don't know, man, that this, this person did some horrible things and they're paying for it you know, in the back end, you know what I mean? So that's how sometimes when I look at sometimes brutal situations, I'll be like, well, that first thing I said, damn, what did he do? Because a lot of times people just don't walk up to people, just random people on the street. We've been walking around for years. You know, regular people have been walking around for years, not getting shot, not getting stabbed, you know what I mean? So sometimes when I see somebody do something brutal to somebody, I'll be like, damn, what that dude do? You, and that's how I look at it. So that's why I be not quick to, you know, recommend somebody go, just jump up there and start to you don't know what this other person done yeah you don't know what the motivation behind a crime is whether you you are support the crime or don't support the crime um crime crime happens for a reason and this has been going on ever since cain and abel the the first sons the sons of the the first created couple if you believe in the scriptures because uh the story goes Cain killed Abel, killed his own brother. Mm -hmm. And we've been having crime ever since. Uh, crime is not going away. And there's usually sometimes positive reasons why crime happened. For example, when, when the Night Stalker was running the streets of L.A., killing like 14, 15 people, it was the dudes in the streets that caught him over yeah, there in East yeah, L.A. Yeah, and, yeah. and touched him up. Touched him up. Nobody was complaining about that. No, none <laughs> whatsoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... um. But then there's, um, you know, I, I had a situation where the LAPD came to my door. This was about five years ago. They came to my door and they said, um, are you Alex? I said, yeah. I looked on their clipboard. They had my driver's, a big ass eight by 10 of my driver's license picture. So I'm like, yeah. They said, yeah, we've been looking for you and uh, we need you to come down to the police station to answer some questions. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, well, if I'm not under arrest, I'm not leaving my house. Right. And they said, well, we, we got information that you may be involved in the kidnapping mm -hmm. of two kids, Amber Alert. I said, well, I got nothing to do with it. Right. So if, if you don't mind, I'm about to close this door yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're going to have a good day. These two officers tried to shame me by saying that, um, you know, there's two kids out there and you, you could probably save their lives. And I said, look. You guys came in here accusing me. And <laughs> right, 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 right. At, at this point, I got to protect myself. And, and you know, it, whatever these two kids are going through, I pray for them. But right now, the priority is me and my family. And I had my two mm -hmm. sons with me. They were like young. They were like maybe, let's say this was about five years ago. So they were like uh, 13 and 12 maybe. Mm -hmm. and, and they came next to me while I'm at the door. And he picks up the phone. The cop does. He picks up his cell phone. He makes a call. And he says, look, we got the suspect. We have the suspect right here, but he doesn't want to cooperate. And I'm like, wow, I'm a suspect. And right, so right, the, right. I'm just like kidnapping. Like I'm trying to figure out how, how this is all coming, up, coming about. I'm like, I don't do nothing wrong. So then I'm realizing, you know, I need to get a, a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Cops automatically start thinking I'm guilty because I don't want to participate in this no, at no. all. 
And I think that's a, a part of what people don't understand is that you have a right. And just because you exercise a right doesn't mean you're guilty. So what ended up happening, when my two sons came up and the cops were saying these names of these two kids, apparently that I kidnapped. One of my sons said, oh, I know those kids. And I looked, I was like, where do you know these kids from? And apparently they went to camp with them. And the last text that these two kids sent was to my kids' phones. Mm -hmm. All my kids' phones were in my name. Mm -hmm. So they think that these two kids that got kidnapped, their last communication mm -hmm. was with me, mm -hmm. but it was with my kids. But um, I refused to cooperate with this, the, this kidnapping because I felt like I was looked at as a suspect. No doubt. And I, I actually recommend um, if, if the law enforcement is making you look like or feel like a suspect, don't cooperate. No doubt. Some people don't think they had a right to say, and they used to tell you in the Miranda, you got the right to remain silent. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what why people didn't listen to that part. Maybe they so, you know, word you know, worried about these cuffs going on or whatever. They just seem like they never hear that part. You got the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. You know, what part didn't you hear? And then they turn right around and ask them something and they answer. You know, bro, you just said I got the right to remain silent. Or the police would get mad if you be like, nah, bro, I'm I'm I don't have nothing to say. You know what I mean? They get very frustrated. What do you mean? You don't have anything to say. I'm asking you a question. You can keep on asking, man. I don't got nothing to say. But some people are so scared that they don't know that they don't have to say anything. Say when somebody, when they ask you, you know, where were you at yesterday at 2 p.m.? You don't got to answer that. You know what I mean? You just don't have to. You know, because once you answer one question, you put yourself in a situation. And you, I don't recommend trying to... Uh out question or out answer the LAPD or any law enforcement Not agency because all you're going to do is dig yourself a hole. So I remember when um when the police were at my door and they kept on saying, "Can you come to the station? Can you answer some questions?" I put my hands out. I said, "The only way I'm going to the station is if you cuff me." And my two sons that were young, they got a, they started to get a little scared. Yeah, yeah. So you know, even the way they were at my door intimidated my two sons because they were thinking like, "Damn, Dad is about to go to jail." But um, yeah, man, um, the, the minute you feel like a suspect, stop answering questions. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's there's multiple reasons why this whole issue of telling and cooperating and, and snitching is um, can be frowned upon. And I don't understand why so many people, as you were saying earlier, seem to just want to give a pass to all of these people that um, they're supposed to be from the streets, but they're doing non-street activity. No doubt, you know, but I do want to reiterate, Alex, that, you know, if you're a regular law-abiding citizen, you know what I mean, that's not out here in these streets and not out here committing crimes or fraud or none of these type of things, you know what I mean, and something happens to you, and I don't frown upon them people calling the police, you know what I mean, they're supposed to be there to protect you and serve, I don't know if that they even do that anymore, but that's what they're supposed to be there for, so, you know, the regular Joe Blow who calls the police and report a crime or report a situation, you know what I mean, I mean, I just don't... You, that happens every day. That's 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 supposed to be a regular day in America, you know, for you to call and, you know, but we talk about these dudes out here in these streets. Like I say, I go back to that because I don't want to think, have nobody think that I just think grandma and everybody should not be telling. That's that's not the case, you know, but <laughs> yeah. for these dudes that's out here in the streets, these dudes are called themselves street dudes and going by the street code, you know what I mean? Y'all telling, and then y'all want to act like y'all didn't tell. You want to keep on lying. You want to keep on uh, talk about, you know, uh, my name ain't on the paperwork. Man, you're a rat, man. You know what I mean? Knock it off. You know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I, I can't think of too many scenarios where I would actually call the police for their assistance or their help. I mean, I guess... I guess someone would have to be stabbing my wife. and But at that point, I'm going to be trying to stop that person myself. What is calling the police? How is that going to help? You know? Right, right. Especially because that take time from you trying to, you know, man, want that one more stab could could end somebody. But at the same time, nowadays, is reason. Nowadays, if, if uh, when you get your car stolen, now you have to go down to the, they don't even come out no more. They used to come out, you get your car stolen, they come out, give a little report. Now you have to go to the police station. Because you have to get the report in order to get the car out the impound and all those sort of things, you know. Um, so it's reasons that you're going to deal with police officers, you know what I mean? Um, in the neighborhood I, I'm, I live in, you know, police came down the street just a few months ago. You know, asked, have we seen some kids dressed like, 
this was the funny part. I was out there with my two daughters, you know, and, uh, you know, they grew up in the suburbs all most of their life, all their life. And um, police came by and said, hey, did you guys see uh, three kids walking? One had a blue jacket on, one had a this or that. And before I could even answer, my daughters were like, nope, you know. And uh, I was like, nah, bro, we ain't, you know, we ain't see, you know, we ain't see him, you know. And uh, so the, the police pulled off and stuff like that. And then I was talking to my daughters. I was like, man, y'all answer fast. <laughs> and they was like, oh, yeah, that was Myra and them. They went, they went that way, but I'm not finna get involved with that. They just know that it ain't my business. You know, they knew it wasn't a detrimental situation. They wasn't looking for them. Actually, they were some foster kids who had ran, like, didn't report back home in time. But my kids was like, shit, I'm not getting involved in that. They knew that. I'm not finna get involved in no situation where I'm, you know, it's not a detrimental situation. Nobody's getting hurt. It's not my business. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not my business. So why involve myself in somebody else's business that has nothing to do with me? And they know that right now. Yeah. Hey, that's LA, man. You know, shit. You know, that's authentic LA right there. There you go. But, uh, hey, the last time I actually called the police was when my car was stolen. Um, my old ass Cadillac Escalade was stolen from the airport last summer for the catalytic converter. They cut that catalytic converter out. Man, let me tell you something real <laughs> fast. It's, it's big right now. Let me just tell you something. We was at Moore Furniture just two days ago. And we walked into Moore's Furniture and we, my wife wanted me, come look at this, 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 this bedroom set. I don't want to look at no bedroom set. You know what I mean? But I went in there with her. Alex, I bullshit you not. People that was, they were parked a few cars down, walked back outside, walked back in and say, man, somebody stole our, our catalytic converter. Could you guys run the cameras back? They stole they shit while they was in the store, man. In my neighborhood, that shit is going around big. I parked my truck and shit in the back. And, but that's that's big business right there. But I didn't know you had been a victim of that. Yeah, man. Um, I guess there's precious metals in the catalytic I'm converter. Fine, I'm just finding this out because they seem like they 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 running around doing it heavy now. Yeah, and when you said um, you got to call the police when your car stolen, it just made me realize. Yeah, I, I actually did call the LAPD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got my car stolen, um, but they they recovered it a couple days later. But um, I remember my homeboy got jacked. He got jacked for his shit by the homies. <laughs> And he reported his car stolen, and the homies that that took his car, said they said he snitched. <laughs> but it was like, what do you expect? He just he just said his car was stolen. Right, he, right. He didn't he just say, said, "Hold motherfucker, yeah. took this shit." Yeah. He just reported his car stolen, and then the home it was a mess. But uh, yeah, I gave him I gave him a pass on that because that's what yeah, you're supposed to do yeah, when your yeah. car gets stolen. But hey, let's talk about this last topic, man. Um, you know, some people look at Los Angeles through TV, the movies. They look at the the sunshine, the palm trees, and they always think it's probably the most paradise city in America, Los Angeles. Maybe Miami gets that as well. Mm-hmm. But people forget that um, there's gangsters here. Damn. There's crime here. There's gangs here. There's poverty. There's low income. And unfortunately, PNB Rock decided to visit Los Angeles from Philadelphia and he decided, to, of all the Roscoe's chicken and waffles that he can go to, of all, he could have went to the one in Inglewood on Manchester. He went to anyone. He could have went to the one in Long Beach. He could have went to the one that I would have recommended him to go to, the one in Hollywood on oh, Gower. Gower. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he decided to go to the one on the east side of Los Angeles. He went to the one I've never <laughs> been to. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I've, I've never, never ate yeah, in that yeah. one. I've driven by there about a million times, but I ain't never stopped there. But um, he went to that one, and you know, you know, I, I respect uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles Company. I actually interviewed the owner years ago. His name is Herb, Herb Hudson. But yo, that's the Roscoe's to avoid, no doubt. But let's be clear, you know, although LA is a beautiful thing, you know, Alex, we we could throw a rock and hit the beach, man. From where we are, we can drive an hour and a half or two and be up, you know, come February up in the snow. You know, we got Big Bear up there. You have miles and miles of beaches from San Diego to the Bay, you know. Um, but when it comes to L.A., do people forget that every crib, every blood, every pyro in America, this is the motherland. It started right here, Alex. 
And it's a lot of people tend to forget that, you know, they used to respect, oh, that's L.A., man, that's L.A., man, don't go to L.A., they're going to jack you, they're going to rob you, they going to, they used to have that respect. Other states got to doing similar things, same shit, basically gangbanging, robbing, stealing, and killing, and people started to feel like, well, L.A. ain't no different than, than nowhere. L.A. is different from everywhere else, you know what I mean? And, and, and people need to stop sleeping on that. Unfortunately, this young man lost his life, you know, behind some jury. You know, but I have to, you know, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame that somebody went in there and tried to rob him for something that that wasn't theirs. You know, not for one thing, though. Hey, man, that's 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 the streets. But for two, when do you take accountability for your own life? I try to teach my son that you got to keep yourself alive. You know what I mean? It's your job to keep you alive. Preach, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, Alice, because I mean, it, it just it's just. Look, man, there's certain places I go and don't go for a reason. You know, I don't have enemies everywhere. I, I really don't have a bunch of enemies at this point. I can't just go anywhere, though, and be comfortable. And then, you know, when people get the frowning upon when you got dudes saying, look, check in with somebody, bring you some security. Oh, well, well what I'm going to check in for? Who do y'all think y'all is? You know, why should I do that? Bro, I check in when I go to L.A. When If I go to the west side of L.A. to the, my crib homies hood, I'm going to call one of them. Hey, homie, y'all around? What y'all got doing, man? I'm going to hit the shoe store. What you got popping? Everything good over here in the hood? They're going to say, no, nah, no, nah, we beefing with the whoop de woos right now. They, they ain't all good. I'm going to do my homework before I even go to another man's hood because when the enemies come to get them, they don't know if you, you from over there or not. So it ain't about just checking in like you a punk or, you know, you getting extorted or nothing like that. It's just what it is, man, in order to protect yourself. No doubt, because um, every neighborhood could have unpredictable things that occur on a day-by-day basis. So just showing up, just popping up, just rolling through could be to your detriment um, without calling in or checking in and finding out what's going on. But, you know, there was another um, another issue related to the PNB Rock situation is that his girl posted posted the location that they were at, posted a picture of the food that they was eating, and some hungry wolves was watching. No doubt. Um, I'm also hearing that. I believe he posted a little something, too. Uh, maybe he went live for a second, you know, and somebody made a call exactly where he was at. You know, um, regardless, you know, in a, situ- in, 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 in a sense of social media, Alex, social media is is so bad that you got people man that's sitting back like a job sitting back checking people's uh um lives and they and they and they postings and seeing where certain people at even with the ops even with dudes that's not you know don't have any money you know what i mean they waiting for a dude to shot their brother to to be slipping somewhere and post a location that he had you know this certain uh, spot and they going to get them they moving that fast you know what i mean you know so um like I say, man, I really believe that he didn't take every precaution to keep himself alive as as he should have, man. And, and like I say, it's tragic that the young man lost his life, man. Let me let me play a clip because this is not the first time that PNB PNB Rock had a problem in L.A. He actually spoke about it in an interview he did with Ac- DJ Academics. Listen to this real What's quick. The craziest thing about that situation, by the way, like you, you said, you you've lived in L.A. Yeah. Like. LA's always felt little spooky to this me. This is just a and couple just weeks me, ago, and, and a few weeks fine. ago. Tell me if, if, if it's just me being pussy, but like just <laughs> LA. I think I think because we, 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 LA is synonymous with the death of Biggie, death of Pac, yeah. um, and it's I think it's just so much where like niggas might be like ganged up other places, but I've never seen yo gang culture over there. It's just That's so just serious. Crazy. I ain't gonna lie. I went through some shit when I first first like was having in LA. That's PNB. Grape Street. These my niggas to this day, you feel me? Uh, Ultra Greedo and them. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? They try to do some type of shit, but they seen that I wasn't on that shit. You feel me? Like, yeah. they try to approach me on some cool shit, but I, I'm i just knowing too much. I'm from the trenches too, so I'm just like not paying it. I'm not, I'm not taking it lightly, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm clutching and all that. Like, I'm like, bro, what is y'all niggas trying to do? Like, I'm going off of the energy. Fuck what you saying right now. I know what you saying. But it's like, I'm getting it too, you feel me? Like, I'm not slow, I'm not no fucking dickhead. It's like, what's going on, bro? Like, what y'all trying to do? Like, yeah. and when they peeped it, they're like, oh no, this nigga ain't no fuck nigga. Like, you know, some shit like, we really could fuck with this nigga, like, on some yeah, real yeah. shit. And when they peeped it, they like, they started, like, getting a little bit more lackadaisical. And it's like, all right, 
we could talk, you feel me? And they tried to test me, like, on some test me shit. Like, yeah. they was just like, yeah, come to the hood, you feel me? Like, come oh, up to the hood. Come to the hood. I went to the hood, you <laughs> feel me? With all, with strapped up, you feel me? Like, I went with my niggas. Like, it was like three of us, and we wasn't crazy Why? deep. Because I just be wanting niggas to know, like, Nigga, I'm like y'all. I'm, I'm just like y'all, bro. You feel me? Like I'm just like you. I came from the. Now this is a nine-minute clip of DJ Academics interviewing PNB Rock. PNB Rock already got a little taste of what LA was like. Mm -hmm. He put himself in a, a, a dangerous situation, and it worked out for him on that particular day. Right. But then he did a live, as you said, and on that live he had like two or three thick chains, and then his girl posted a picture. And then once the um, once you put those two together, whoever wanted to get him, he made it easy for 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 them to get him. Super easy, but that's the thing about it, man. You talk about a past situation, you know, where you had your your pistol. What was your pistol this time? Because you always gotta have. You know what I mean? Now let me give you a situation of he was at a bad spot. That's for one. In that spot, Alex. You know what I mean? You damn near have to be sitting at the table. Pistol on your lap, shirt over your pistol, one in the chamber. You sit here and say you ain't a fuck nigga, you motherfucker. Under you, you, you peep game, you peep energy, you did this. You didn't peep the energy when this nigga came through the door. He he didn't come in there and order no fries first and then motherfucking come over there to where you at. He came straight to you, bro. You know what I mean? That mean at this point, homie, when you saw what was moving, if you was on top of your game, you know what I mean? You would have had to grab your shit. And, and and defend yourself right at that moment. You know what I mean? That's what that's what you being in LA, that's what you gotta be on top of. Every time, homie. You gotta be on everybody energy, everything moving, and you gotta be ready to blast. You know what I mean? So to take yourself out of that situation, go to fucking Beverly Hills, you know what I mean? Or go to certain uh, Santa Monica, go to certain places where you may not, I ain't even saying you safe there. I'm saying you may not have to meet this kind of motherfucker force head on, you know. And I thought we learned our lesson when Pop Smoke came to Los Angeles from Brooklyn, New York, and he was on Instagram, you know, flossing, and he didn't realize that the address of his mansion was showing on a box that he had just showed, and a whole bunch of hungry wolves on that day said, hey, let's pull up on Pop Smoke. Yeah. And I thought we learned our lesson. I think Pop Smoke was at least... Uh, Two, th two years ago, two, three years ago, and here we have another out-of-state out of rapper that gets killed almost almost in the same way. They saw no, his location, right? No doubt, no doubt, but I'm looking at the bigger picture. Now I'm looking at what's it finna be for, you know, our rappers out here when they touring the country, is people gonna start trying to blame them or get back, you know what I mean? I did hear this one cat, I don't have no idea who he was, but I, I got it in my phone where he was talking shit about, okay, we gonna start, when y'all come to our town, we gonna start tripping, you know what I mean? So I'm wondering, you know, if this eventually gonna turn into something that, um, that uh, you know, some people wanna take it back and forth as far as, you know, when y'all come to our town, we gonna try to get y'all too. I'm wondering, is it gonna turn into something like that? Oh man, it could, man, it could. Um... You know, I guess Los Angeles rappers got to be a little careful right now if they're in Philadelphia because they're mourning, you know, one of their icons right now. No, Don, Philly's in Philly niggas ain't no punk. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I can say that, too. You know what I mean? You got some killers over there, too. So, you know, just be careful, man, when y'all hit them corners out there, man. There's some, there's some people out there kind of upset right now. But I think that most people will realize. Now, I went to a press conference on this uh, this week and uh, Najee Ali, a, a civil rights activist here in Los Angeles, said that we're not going to blame the victim. We're not going to shame the victim, even though they posted their location, even though they were flossing his chains, even though they did not take proper precautions. And even though, like you said, they could have saved their own life. And if, if we don't talk about this, then how does the next person learn we got to use this as a, a, a learning example to say, hey, this is what not to do, not just in L.A., but any city you visit. No doubt. And that's one of my main things I do over there at FG Unleashed. You know what I mean? I don't got a bunch of jokes over there. I don't got a bunch of, you know, comedy skits and shit like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just some facts, man, on, on certain things. And one of them you just pointed out, Alex, was like you said, man, is we got to use this and other situations as a learning tool for what not to do. You know what I mean? You know, um, tragic thing, dude lost his life. But at the same time, 
to us most of the degree we are responsible for keeping ourselves alive you know when you're standing on the corner and the bus coming down the street fast you don't run across that street you hold on the way to that bus go by before you jump out there in them streets you know you might try to run out there in front of a little toyota prius because you know you may feel you could run past that so in your mind you thinking that hold on i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take that challenge same thing with this situation and choosing which restaurant to go to you know man i'm not gonna put myself in that situation same thing when i'm out here at some of these motorcycle clubs i had the a trey hoovers come up on me at the do's one time just thankfully they say hey man we like what you and alex doing over there you know what i mean just yesterday at work just yesterday you know a guy came up to me i'm at work and he says um he said man anybody ever told you you look like that guy on uh, uh streets and scholars I was like, look, I said, street, I said, streets and who? And we both fell out laughing because he's like, oh, man, it was nice to, hey, man, me and my brother, we watch your show, you know what I mean? Shout out to Chris, man, you know, and uh, just made him yesterday, you know, and they watching our show, man. But you have to be mindful, you know, as of myself, certain places I go to, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's all of us in life, you know. So some places I won't go to. I don't go to the motorcycle club over there in the main streets. You know what I mean? I don't go to the motorcycle club over. I just don't put myself in certain situations. Not that it might not be all good. I just don't even test it to see if it's all good. You know what I mean? So just like this guy right here, man, you choosing the right location to enjoy yourself in life right now. People's hungry out there. The big chains, the big this, you know, and I'm going to just be honest with you. When somebody come and they got the drop on you, get that shit up. You know, me personally, I've been fortunate enough that I've never been robbed before. But Alex, if I'm ever caught slipping and you got me, shit, man, you can have this, man. You want the, the car keys too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this shit is replaceable. I'm not going to even give you a to tell you, man, you can put your pistol back in your pocket, man. You you got this. You you know, you you got this. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if he even stuttered one, one word or even said what? Like, you know what I mean? You know. When that dude pull out that pistol and you still sitting down, you might as well just start peeling that shit off. You you got, you know. So don't lose your life over no funky ass jury. You know what I mean? A car uh, uh, or nothing of the sort. You know what I mean? Now, um, I guess the police are reporting that there was a verbal argument between both of them. Right. Which suggests that maybe he was trying to resist the robbery. That's why I took it. Me yeah. personally, I don't know if that's really how it happened. I took it as resistance because I know robbers. Say one motherfucking word, homie. They're going to put one in your chest and then you're gonna, then going to tell you to peel it off. Because guess what? After he shot the dude, he still went and took some of the jury. Yeah. So, bro, you got your shit took still and you lost your life. You, you could have just been had your shit took. You know what I mean? Got on these YouTube streets and just say, man, they got me. I got caught slipping. I'm not going to look at you for getting caught slipping. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to be like, what the hell you doing over there, you know? But you got your life, homie. You can go on and go make millions of more dollars for you and your family and your kids. You know what I mean? You know, and and um, and that's how it is. Yeah, um, I, I was at the press conference, and the, the spokesperson for Roscoe's called the shooter a monster. He said, we got to get this monster off the street. But I, I don't, in my opinion, I don't believe the robber went in there with the intention to kill and i do if there was a verbal back and forth between pnb rock and the robber then pnb rock was irresponsible for trying to fight off a dude that's got a gun pointed at him and the police always tell us when a gun is pointed at you cooperate right no doubt um and, and it sound harsh on our end you know what i mean because it's funny because I we, I we haven't even talked about that part i didn't feel like he was going in there to do a murder I felt like he was going in there to do a simple robbery and it could have been a simple robbery you know what i mean if dude would have just gave up his shit on the flip side bro you killed a motherfucker over some jury you know what i mean if you're ever caught you're going to be sitting in prison like damn i i, I i'm in prison for 20 dollars worth of jury because even though it could have been worth 100 you're not gonna get that when you try to go fence it you know what i mean so um, that's the flip side of it, you know, for the dudes that are going out here putting these legs down. Simple robbery can turn into a, to a whole murder, murder robbery, just that fast. You probably just went in there, quick lick, I'm hit this dude real fast, get on up out of here. Hey, man, you know, you called the police on a robbery, they took $100,000 worth of jury, even the police going to be in their minds, what the fuck he was doing here with $100,000 worth of jury? <laughs> yeah. Write the report, give you your report, 
and go on about your way. Say they're going to go look for the suspect and don't because it's a, it's, it's a robbery. No one was hurt and harmed. You know what I mean? You probably got insurance on the fucking. If you got that kind of jury, you should have some insurance on it. It's just a lose-lose all the way around, Alex. Yeah, Manchester and Maine is no place to be walking around with a Rolex and $100,000 worth of jewelry. Tell the people where they can find you, FG. Man, you can find me over there at uh, FG Unleashed on YouTube, man. You can find me at FGeneral1 on Instagram. Y'all tap in with me. And you just posted a video on this topic, man. We can go a whole nother hour on this because there's so many lessons to learn. Maybe we'll uh, revisit this next week. Alex Alonso, 101 on all social media platforms. I just posted the press conference to this shooting, to the PNB Rock shooting. Uh, go check, tap in uh, at Street TV to check out that video. And thanks for listening to another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.